Hey Rerollers, it's Tan here. In place of our usual content warning, I wanted to jump in and say a few words before this week's episode of The Frequency, our first Delta Green actual play podcast that we've done. If you've never listened to this show before, go ahead and go back to part one. That way you can catch our content warning to make sure this show contains things you're okay with and is something you're actually going to enjoy, as well as catch up on the narrative and follow the storyline up until this point, which happens to be the finale. So, first off, I wanted to thank you all so much for listening. This show has been a lot of passion and has taken a lot of work to produce regularly, in addition to our flagship show, and everyone involved, Lotara Godding, Ayla Gehring, Brennan Geyer, Wesley Paulson, we all sacrificed time, a lot of energy, and a lot of effort, and put our heart and, and soul into these characters and their lives, and I really do think it shines through. And your guys' continued support and listening just makes us feel so good about what we're making, so thank you so much. We wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do it without you. Secondly, I wanted to plug in the game system we're playing, especially in the wake of everything surrounding the open game license right now. I think it's important to highlight games outside of the big one, and Delta Green happens to be my favorite tabletop RPG on the market. Delta Green is produced by Arc Dream Publishing, its founders Dennis Detwiller and Shane Ivey, and I cannot suggest this system enough. I own many of their printed adventures and have ran several. Each one is thrilling, terrifying, and inspiring. We're, of course, no way affiliated with them, but their content's awesome, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Anyway, that's enough ranting for me, so without further delay, I present to you the finale of The Frequency. Enjoy. Okay. I know last week we just kind of jumped in. No uh, pre-show banter. No warm-up. Going in cold and raw. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. The way I like my Delta Green. What type of podcast are we doing? You already. You're on part 14 like and it. you don't know. I think it's been a fever dream. I I don't remember this. <laughs> it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I mean, I did one thing. I did want to say on the top here. Uh, I we may have talked about this before on our flagship reroll podcast, but it's always kind of funny to me the dissonance between the what the GM knows and what the players know. And most of the time, of course, you know the GM uh, knows everything and all the inner or pretend to know everything and all the inner workings and the players are kind of unraveling it. But several times there's like a gap in what the GM assumes the players know, what the players do not know that really manifests in our last episode. Um, I spent, I mean, we came off a hiatus of recording and I spent hours going through what I thought could possibly happen in the episode at no moment. Did I possibly consider walking that? <laughs> yeah, that when the federal agents came back in the middle of the night to Dr. Greenwood's home, that two of the players would immediately surrender to them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've got my what list else are we of like, do? they're government agents. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just got to take them by surprise. And really, the most surprising thing is walking forward going, 
yo man what's up we're all we're all friends <laughs> they're federal yeah, agents I got some weed. admittedly none of you trusted <laughs> and on top of that post car bombing like 20 <laughs> minutes not 20 minutes but like an hour after a car bombing how do we know, know so. that they succeeded <laughs> i mean you you Probably could kind of tell, but you again were engaged in a firefight and very distracted. Uh huh. Um, but I, I thought that was so funny. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like I feel like they'll be mad if I get out of the car and immediately open fire and kill them. <laughs> you were like, oh, you walked towards them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a decision. It was a decision. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, one of my, if not my favorite moment as a player in a tabletop role-playing game is playing as my barbarian Titus in your campaign, Lotara, <laughs> where we went back to the city I was exiled from, and you gave me a choice of to like fight or be arrested. And I was like, take me to jail. And you were like, what the fuck? I was fuck? like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like an angry dragonborn barbarian. I'm like, I, I give up for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds reasonable. Yeah, I had to I'll come up to with the whole, like, trial. <laughs> it was awesome, though. <laughs> and you also punished me by having my character in jail for, like, seven sessions, which was still <laughs> awesome. But... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well. Let's get back into this. Let's, uh, let's take her home. Uh, I'm home. In country roads. <laughs> Copyright strike. That's parody. I'm notoriously bad at... Um, probably my biggest flaw as a GM is is trying to anticipate how long things are going to go, uh, especially with sessions and especially with our role play. However, I do believe, I'm calling it up oh, front, that this it. is the finale right here. Jinxed it. This is the finale. Ruined. So we'll have two more episodes. You're Buckle all going to die right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm in a burning building, so. Yeah, but you're at the door. <laughs> so, so Dan's having this inner monologue right now about his whole life. Thinking <laughs> about back Flash when he was a kid. Sense. Yeah, let's go when ahead. Saw and... that kid crash on his bike. Since you're gonna be the first one to die, Dan, let's let's start from the top and relive every moment in your life. Yeah, do a yeah. Let's Flash plunge into a DMT. Yeah. <laughs> That's what True. smoking thirty a day will do to you. It's true. Let's jump right on back into this. I realized last episode I didn't put up music on for you guys. That was quiet and intense. No. I was going to ask, but it was so intense that I was like, I'm not going to I can't ask now. Let me put some on real quick. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it has to be a combination of that and pump up the jam. Pump it. And up. country roads. <laughs> and country pump roads. out the dogs out. Take me home, dogs. <laughs> dogs out, Jim. I have a headache. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm passing out. <laughs> Help. Again. I'm excited Again. to cut all of these really dumb jokes. Oh, you're not cutting a goddamn thing. This is the finale. Just your foreskin. What? Oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well. <laughs> Eric, oh yeah, that. Four skin, when is it going to end? Five skin? Six skin? <laughs> What's coming out next? Seven skin? <laughs> These skins are unnecessary. I only need the one. <laughs> Get yours off today. 
Okay, guys, let's jump on back in. Yeah, I'm in tears and we haven't even started. Yeah? We haven't even got to a death yet. Dr. Greenwood. The last minute has felt like an eternity. Not entirely unfamiliar to someone who has seen combat, though in some ways incredibly unfamiliar. You're looking at the ceiling of your beautiful log cabin as flames are rolling and the fire is really starting to spread. You look over at Ronnie behind the wheel of her F-150. She looks flushed, pale. You know she's hurt. You scan over to a body laying on the gravel. Kevlar vest. Machine gun at his side. Blood starting to pool around his soon-to-be corpse as the taillights of an SUV shrink. But behind you, you hear strangely cutting through all of this fear, anxiousness, anxiety, and adrenaline. Almost like a whisper. A loud whisper from Frank McNeil. The door to the back is left open, and he is standing there completely nude looking at you as his gem pulses disgusting and it's like this whisper isn't coming from his lips but coming from his brain and you don't hear it with your ears you hear it with your mind I see now what I have become what I have meant to be all along. I am just the cog in the machine. I am the catalyst for the void. For he is coming as he always has. But we are his offerings, his meal, his consolation prize. We are what we must be. And that is sustenance. For he comes now. The agent of the devourer comes for us all. And he holds out his arms as if preaching. And puffs out his chest in this arrogant manner as his feet rise off the ground and he begins to levitate. Give me a sanity check. Well, I have a question because I was levitated above the ground. Do I get any bonus to that? Because I've seen this before. This looks different. Intentional. Sure. Controlled. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a critical fail. Rolling good, man. Man. What's your total sanity? Just out of curiosity. Uh, 44. 
You're only going to take one point of sanity damage. Okay. But that's that's a hard point. Meanwhile, Dan. Hair on the back of your neck. Standing up. Dan, real quick. Split second. You feel this strange feeling behind you. What do you do? SUV is leaving. <laughs> I'll turn around and look at it. I'm glad you did that. Really glad you did that. In this moment, despite the overwhelming violence, the car bomb, the gunshots, the wounded, the dead, silence retakes the small town of Big Timber. And for that brief second, all you can hear is the rhythmic thumping of your own heartbeat. Fum, 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 fum. Feel it rising in your throat. So concentrated, you almost choke. You don't fear combat. You've been in combat. You're trained for combat. But this is different. And at this very moment, everything changes. In the darkness, a figure shifts abruptly into your vision. It wasn't there, and now it is. You strain your eyes trying to focus on this thing to the point of tears, almost. But you can't. You can't see it clearly. And it's not even that far from you. It moves erratically, impossibly as if barely clinging to reality itself. But what you make out is disturbing. A flesh-colored carapace covers an almost insectoid-like abdomen. Rows of uneven pincer-like claws twitch and fling wildly as if they act on their own accord. Antennae cover a sunken in bulbous bulge that clicks where its head should be. And thin fleshy wings expand as some viscous membrane drips onto the floor. And this buzzing voice that sounds ungodly and unholy to every measure of the word resonates in your head as it says, Surrender to me, my project. You have time for one action. Uh, Doc, Doc, we got some, we got some fire here, right? I'm going to back the fuck up and take, uh, take some partial cover behind Ronnie's truck. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and roll a, I think we might've done this wrong last time. I don't know, but do you want to go ahead? You've got a dodge skill, right? Oh, I believe so. Yes, sir, 50. Okay, we're going to assume you're taking the dodge action. We'll get to that right now, actually, as this creature begins to move. Give me a dodge. Oh, hell yeah. Epic 44 dodge. over 50. Epic or epic <laughs> critical success. 
As long as this thing doesn't get a critical success higher than yours, you should be totally fine. This thing lurches and disappears. You don't know what's happening, but you trust your instincts, especially at a time like this, and you dodge. You duck towards the gravel and slide behind the truck. And seemingly out of nowhere, this long metallic rod crackling in what you can assume is electricity, covered and rusted with blood, zaps four inches in front of your face, without a doubt, enough to kill a man. Agent Oakley. No pressure. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what I should be doing. Actually, real quick. Oakley and Ronnie. You now see this horrible, unfathomable thing. Give me sanity checks. I made you take a sanity check for this, didn't I, Dan? No, sir. I'll take a sanity check, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. This is the most horrible <laughs> thing you've ever seen, without a doubt. Oh, I'm good. 16 over fit, uh, 60. Take yeah. one. It's a 64 over 61. Oof. Man, I'm rolling low on these dice. Take two. I got a 78 over 62, so I failed. Take 12. Mm -hmm. Take three points of sanity damage. Oof. And so, Maya, you see this thing looks almost insectoid, almost fungi-like. I, you, I, you couldn't possibly imagine it. What do you do? I don't think that Maya or me as a player know what to do um i think i would try to probably hide i don't know maybe like cover hide kind Take of thing. cover and hide what is your stealth bad this is probably all just like too much uh 10 okay roll it I guess it doesn't have to be stealthy, just, like, getting cover, like, being, like... You want to go for cover? Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, say you take the dodge action if it tries to attack you. Okay. Okay, great. Ronnie, this thing is right outside your car door. Dan, you hear his body thump against the metal of it. What are you doing? My turn? Yep. Uh, so... This thing's right next to Dan, next to my car. Uh-huh. I'm going to... And there's not a way to, like, ram it without hitting Dan, is there? It would be difficult. You could try. If you succeed greatly, you could probably do it. Well, if I think I might hit Dan, I want to do it. Um, I'm going to try to... Is it possible? Would it be... Do I think I could flip the car to face away from the house without hitting Dan? 
Sure. I'm going to do that. Whistle, like, really loud for Butch. And just yell, get the fuck in. Butch runs, jumps in the bed of the truck. Yeah, I was calling for everyone to get in, too, by the way. At this point, the taillights have disappeared into the Montana darkness. But Dr. Greenwood, it is your turn. So I'm still staring at Frank. Yep. You hear this, uh, you hear Ronnie behind you in the front of your driveway. Yo, get in. Hmm. What is Frank doing? Floating and staring at you. And he had just been preaching this nonsense about, hey, just accept this guy that's going to come and kill you. As far as you know. Well, that's... That's a goddamn shame. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I am going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to get up, because I am still prone, as far as I know. Okay. Um... Is that going to take my whole action? I'm probably your can't turn. move. Yes. Oh, okay. That'll be your well, turn. If that's the case, I'm going to say, Frank, you're not giving me a whole lot of reasons to keep you alive here, son. You got to talk to me. What's going on? As I'm like raising my rifle. Give me a persuade roll. Uh, that's a failure. Uh, 76 over... It's not a... It's not a, uh... Bad failure, just a failure. 76 over 60. Frank continues levitating and says... You don't understand, Doctor. What you know is not what you know or what is there to be known... But I know the unknown, and it is all too damning. So far, not doing anything. Dan, it's your turn. You are face to face with this thing, and it's black, bulbous head-like thing is whapping these tentacles at you, but at the same time, it's hitting the side of you and almost to a point far away from you and right next to you and all the same. It doesn't make sense. What are you doing? I suppose that depends. Um, I don't know if this works mechanically. I would definitely say that I would have drawn my gun while I was running toward that firefight. Is that okay? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I, don't, I just don't feel like that should necessarily be a whole action. Uh, if it's on my head. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take a shot at this thing with my uh, SNWWJ frame. Okay, roll to hit. Now, does the laser sight do anything for me? No, but roll. you will get a plus 20% because it's point blank range. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I have to roll a 100 to miss. <laughs> and that's a 22. I thought you were going to say, and Ooh, that was a 100. That's a crit. 
I believe crits. Fuck, I don't remember. Do max damage or is it double dice? I think it is. Oh shit! Now you got me second guess. Wes is double damage. Double damage. Okay, so roll and double it. All right. That'd be fourteen damage. Whoa. Very nearly double max. You hear a split shriek and something sort of like a black ichor sputters along the gravel and its form shifts quickly and quickly and faster and faster but it still shifts since you did take an attack action you do not have the option to fight back or dodge and this maybe foot and a half long metal rod you hear starts to sort of as energy crackles within it. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, yeah. It makes contact with the side of your stomach. This has a lethality rating, so we'll see. I don't think I'll get under it, but How we'll does that see. work? You have to roll a d100, like a luck roll? Yes. So, I got good news, I got bad news. No, oh, good. Did not succeed the lethality rating. Okay. What is your total health? Uh, 12. Oh. So, the lethality rating didn't matter. Your body... <laughs> seizes under the stress of a heavy electrical current as you take 10 points of damage Jesus Christ and immediately fall unconscious <sighs> Maya it's your turn can I yell I think that I'm going to try to run for the truck okay I think I you can either hop in the back or just jump in. I'm not sure. I'll say if you if you hop in the back, you could do it this turn. Okay. I'll or do you that. could. Okay. You hop in the back <laughs> with Butch. Butch yep. is whimpering, scared. Jump in and hug the dog and hope for the best. Ronnie, it's your turn. You see this flash of electricity and you see Dan drop. What do you do? And I'm assuming if I ram it at this point creatures in the bed of the truck would take damage. Probably. It would also uh, be a little difficult right next to your car to sort of back it up and ram it accurately. I'm gonna try to back up as close as I can to uh, Freddy so he can get in quicker. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Sort of goes over the balcony. Right next to you, Freddy. Like three meters away. In fact, Dr. Greenwood, it's your turn. It's funny you said three meters, because specifically in the rulebook it says that a three you can meter move, move three meters and have an action. Okay, uh, were you in the back of the bed, Dan? I, I Dan, I'm not sure where Dan was. Dan's on the ground. Oh yeah, Dan's, Dan's outside of the truck, okay. near the creature <laughs> that just took him out in one hit. Okay. We need to get Dan. 
I'm going <laughs> Tara's to, like, do, I don't do know. We, do we, though? Like, like, I think Dan's gone. <laughs> I'm in the trunk. You could make it easier to hand it to, or in the bed of the truck. You can. Well, he's not anywhere near us. It would take my no. turn to go oh. and pick him up. And oh. you'd be right next to this. Yeah. I thought so he was I'm, cancer creature. So I'm going to hop into the back with my three meter move. As I was training my rifle on uh, Frank, and I, I, I don't know what has happened to Dan at this point. My character, I guess you could say. So I'm going to say, I'm so sorry, Frank. And I'm going to shoot Frank as I get into the back of the truck. Or shoot Frank and then get into the back of the truck. I'm going to give you a firearms. I'm going to give you plus 20 because Frank is hovering, exposed, and not moving. Okay. And naked. And naked. <laughs> and naked. Extremely exposed. Ooh. 66 over 80. Under 80. <laughs> uh, under 80, yes. Okay, give me two D12s. Well, the first one's a three. The second one's a 12. I don't like that, Grant. <laughs> I'm in the truck. That's all I know. What did you say? I'm so sorry, Frank. Yes. Boom. You hit the crystal. In a single moment, as the round hits the gem in Frank's forehead, his head explodes with a concussive force that tears apart the back end of your house. So sorry, you're going to have to get a new place after this. <laughs> That's what insurance is for. But you have effectively, whether it was the right or the wrong thing to do, killed an innocent man. But we'll get to that sanity afterwards. Public indecency isn't innocent. <laughs> <laughs> death and You've been proven guilty. <laughs> Unarmed naked man not doing anything. You shot him in the head. But he. He's he being explodes. naked. He's beaming himself up in the air. In my in my brain as Frank, in this situation, or Fred, 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 Fred. As, as Fred. <laughs> Who are you? I don't <laughs> fucking I'm know. I'm a Swedish spy. I'm a Fred. Oh, oh, Lord, me, dude. <laughs> In the Delta Green Player's Guide, there yes. is a part where it describes things that might cause sanity loss. Mm -hmm. And one of them is killing an innocent person, even if it's for a really good reason. Well, I... I don't think Fred thinks he's an innocent person at this point. He is talking about this creature that he is, in Fred's mind, basically summoned. Fred also has been assaulted by these creatures that he now looks like. I think in his insanity loss, I think he thinks that that uh, Frank is the enemy. Well, and that's I why think, I took the shot. I think while that may be true, a part of Frank, or a part of Dr. Greenwood, I think, doesn't believe that okay, i believe if that fine. part of dr greenwood who doesn't believe like if who could see the innocence was gone you'd be completely unhelpably right. insane. it's true and you did promise that you were going to try to help him yeah well, i did try but again we'll get to that in a moment sure dan it's your turn enjoy your nap 
Nice. I'll get that. I'll get that in audacity for sure. <laughs> this creature. Feeling the ripple of the death of Franklin McNeil lets out this static guttural and vanishes into the night as the flames begin to creep and crawl and spread throughout your home. Things are still dangerous. We're going to stay in initiative here. Maya, what are you doing? Uh, probably waiting because I'm in the car of someone who's driving. Okay, you got so. a gun out. You're aiming at anything. What are you doing? Taking um, cover? I'll prepare to dodge if some, then something happens, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, if or, she wants to wait, like she said, she could still dodge later. That's true. You could use I'll, your action to wait. I'll wait, yeah. Perfect. You could fire wildly into the air and see what happens. <laughs> Wahoo! You could you could shoot Ronnie. Yep, I could. <laughs> Speaking of Ronnie, it is your turn, but I want to really focus in on the scene. You're in the cab of your truck, and at this point, your steering wheel covered in bloody handprints, your seatbelt soaked in blood. If you even put it on, it is the a crime scene in this car. There's blood everywhere. You're shifting. You're sweating. Things are frantic. What are you doing? I mean, I think that she's kind of got one hand on her bullet wound, one hand on the wheel, breathing heavily, eyes kind of blurring. She was getting ready to leave Dan. Lost cause. But the creature just left. She's going to pull up next to him and say, just yell, get him. I'll, I'll get him. <laughs> so, you jump out, Maya. Rush to Dan. Pick him up. He's so light. It's actually hot to the touch. The tips of his hair. Smoking. He's convulsing. Hey, my hair is not old enough to smoke. <laughs> Dr. Greenwood, what do you do? In fact... Can I get him into the truck or no? You can go pick him up, and that'll be your turn. In fact, before you do anything, Dr. Greenwood... Mm -hmm. Sanity threats. Inflicting violence. And I'm sorry, I am going to put this under kill an innocent in cold blood, even for if for a really good reason. All right. Uh, I failed. 55. That's a critical fail. Correct. This is the this is the second 55 that I rolled for my sanity this session. Oh, man. Where are our re-rolls? I don't give out re-rolls for this game. I know. <laughs> Be Delta Green with re-rolls. This is bad. This is one of the worst it can be. Yay. I wanna I wanna give you a lower score because I, I get what you're saying about thinking he's a threat. But my frame of mind here is you are 
first and foremost a doctor and always try i think i think and fight me on this if you want but i think more than anything you think he is ill whether sure. it be mentally sure so metaphysically whatever counterpoint yes he's a terrorist uh my my actual counterpoint is um, I was going to be like, you helped yeah, somebody no, bomb no. a car earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Counter, my, my actual counterpoint is, is though, uh, I am a doctor, but I'm a doctor through the military. And threat assessment is a huge thing of the military. If you have a patient, such as Frank, who is going to endanger my other patients, such as my friend Ronnie, or my own life, such as me, that threat must be eliminated. And that's what was going through, uh, that was going through Fred's mind, going, this is a threat. He is no longer a patient. He is a threat that needs to be eliminated so that the rest of us can survive. So here's what I'm going to do. Sure. Right. Can I say something too? Yeah. Um, by all medical knowledge that he has, this person should be dead. His entire face is like gone. Like, so this is out of his like wheelhouse. Like by any means, this person should be dead. There's no reason he should even be alive. Like that's beyond the... While that is while that is fair, I think most things are out of the wheelhouse for Delta Green employees, or employees, uh, agents, or whatever. None of your business. Players. Uh, whatever you guys are at this point. Where's my salary? So here's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna split the difference. It would be a D10 for killing an innocent in cold blood, even for good reason. I'm gonna lower that because I don't think it's a D10 worth. I don't think it's killing in self-defense, which is a D4. So D6. I will say. Kill a murderous enemy in cold blood. D6. Right, but fair enough. You critically failed. Yeah. So you're going to take six. Now you Unless can you deflect. deflect have... But that messes But that takes willpower. willpower. Yes. So yeah. I have 37 sanity. Jesus. Are you what's still your, walking? I'm still like? good. Now, uh, what is your, my what's break your point is 36, baby. Uh, <laughs> you're one above it? <laughs> I'm one above it. Whoo, doggy. Oh, shit. Don't worry about me. Uh, I'm good. I am good until I'm not, uh -huh, but I'm good. Uh -huh, uh -huh, I can't believe how uh -huh. low your breaking point is. Well, he's. Well, it's because he already hit it once. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dr. Greenwood. What would. Oh, I'm sorry. Take another Sandy check for me. Why? To see if you have a PTSD episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, you so? just shot somebody in the head. You have PTSD. Every time you take a sanity check, you have to take another one to see if you oh, have an acute episode. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. That's a six. Okay, so you managed to hold it together. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is where he just becomes an insane man. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, well, if I get to take my turn now, um, yeah, I'm going to... I guess to you could. Hop into the cabin, the passenger seat. Um, every good firefighter has a rudimentary first aid kit at the very least. I'm going to whip that out, and I'm, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be pulling things out. I'm going to put gloves on. I'm going to be like, you've made a right mess of things, haven't you? And I'm going to move your hand. I'm going to say, hold the steering wheel. And I'm just going to start uh, rendering aid. Okay. Uh, Latar, will you please look up the first aid rules? Yes. Uh, he can roll a first aid check, and I can get up to a D4. Okay, roll a first aid check. Uh, first aid? Okay. If he succeeds. 31 over under 60. Okay. So I'll have you roll the d4, Wes. Oh, cool. It's a four. There you go. 
Yeah. You're a good fucking doctor, bro. Hey, I'm a good fucking doctor. So how far down are you, Ronnie? Uh, that puts me to eight. So only two down. So you're minorly. Wait, you said I got a four, right? Four. So I had four. Now I'm up to eight. What's your total? Sorry? Oh, 16. 16. Okay, so you're still very injured. You are. Yes. I think at this point, Dr. Greenwood. I was close to passing out. Yeah, Dr. Greenwood, you are. you, You do what you can, patch what you can and do. But she needs surgery. She needs to get that bullet out of her or at least. And I think so, you can only do that once. You can't keep doing first aid. Yep. That's fine. I got you stabilized until I can do surgery on you. Mm-hmm. Maya, it's your turn. I'm going to put Dan in the truck. Okay. Yourself as well? Sure. Nah, okay. leave me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lay down and die, actually. Okay, we are out of initiative. Yeah. Well, the second guys, she's in the truck, I'm getting it, just so you know. Yeah, I figured he would. No, let's go confront it <laughs> again. Yeah. Where are you guys going? Uh, I guess I'm going to my... Well, would, would I know of any remote places that people wouldn't be in that wouldn't be in, a, like, my house? Frank's place? Yeah. Last place. But I'd also worry the agents might be looking there. Maybe. If they don't know where Frank is. It's also through town. I know exactly where Dan would go if he was coming. Maybe a hunting cabin that I know is not in use year round or something. Give me a luck roll. Alrighty, alrighty. Four. Woohoo. Yeah. You know your good friend Jeremy's hunting cabin. He uses between late October and early November, but none more. He actually gives you a key. Just crash there anytime you like. It's out of the way. Not a lot of people know about it. That was my uh, wrestling coach, right? Yep. Nice. You really pulled that one out. Uh, I head there. Sky's starting to get a little light. Can I, while we're driving, can I try to do first aid? Or maybe, um, I don't know if we can do anything while we're driving. Or I think you can, a person can only recover from it once. But you could try well, on Dan. I think Dan. she's saying to Dan. Yeah, she yeah. has Dan in the back, right? And I would say, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, give me a, a low, first aid roll. That's a low score. It's 20, but I don't know. I just want to try to help if I, since there's time. Sure. And I mean, I think that Success accurately reflects. Success or failure he won't be able to receive it again. Oh. I mean, let's not play by the rules, though. Let's, like... Okay. If your character is gonna do first aid. Granted, I again, I think I think maybe your character... I think, I know, I think Maya knows she doesn't know what she's doing. She just wants to help. But I maybe mean, you have that, basic first aid. Maybe that's a, in a different way. Maybe it's just trying to, like, get him conscious. I don't know how we'd do that. Just speak to him. Also, just to paint the scene, you're in the back of a pickup truck as it's Roaring. I'm going like it's I'm going fast. Yeah. That's Your true. character might you know recognize this is not the situation to give first aid. Maybe you're just holding him steady trying to prevent his head from being hit. I guess that I, I guess yeah, I changed my mind. 
I'd probably be going as fast as I thought I could without throwing them out of the truck. <laughs> and you're speeding down the road as the ominous orange sky slowly turns to a pink and sun begins to rise. Maybe in the distance, I'm sure you're keeping a back roads, trying to keep out of sight, but maybe in the distance you see all of these SUVs sort of leaving. Helicopter flying out of Big Timber. Several fires throughout the town. A large smokestack coming from where you remember the McNeil residence, as well as one that you're leaving behind at Dr. Greenwood's cabin. You go down the windy, narrow dirt path, covered in trees, secluded, and you get to Jeremy's cabin. Dan, still unconscious in the back. Dr. Greenwood nodding off. Asian Oakley holding her severely injured friend, and you with a blood-soaked gauze strapped over your shoulder. What are you guys doing? Well, as soon as we pull up, I'm going to uh, hop out and just in a very solemn, like, kind of a voice of, like, someone's there but no one's home is going to be get in the cabin. We've got to sort everything out. And I'm going to close the door behind me and Start ferrying the medical supplies into the cabin. I'll help uh, Agent Maya carry Dan in and get him set up on like a table or something. Mm -hmm. Butch trotting along with you. She goes up, sniffs into the cabin. I think that Maya, too, probably, you know, is a very different state than... Like, she was about to go to a lecture, so she was very, like, put together, very neat... And now just everything is completely oh, disheveled. There's dirt on her face. Like her hair is not tightly pinned up anymore and her clothes are disheveled. It's all just a completely different look. I also imagine at this point, we at least Ronnie would probably be rolling sanity for all the violence. Yeah, let's let's resolve some of that. Why don't we? I would have also grabbed the rifle out of the back of the truck because I did leave my rifle in the back of the truck. Oh, Mark 1, uh, Dr. Greenwood for violence. Make a check mark on violence for killing. Okay. Frank McNeil. Isn't it O'Neill? No. No, is it? it's McNeil. Oh, that was McNeil. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it, uh, it is McNeil. I know. We, we did decide that you were immune to suffering violence, or inflicting violence, right, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, you did say I was. I, want, I wanted to say, too, uh, as soon as we land, um, Dan's going to continue sleeping. Nice. If I'm not here, I can't roll Sandy. Yeah, he checks. rolls, uh, hey I think, a con, <laughs> con times five for her having gone unconscious. Okay, so... He wakes up. <laughs> okay. So. Agent Maya 
and Ronnie. Since you were ambushed or Ronnie, in your case, hit by gunfire, give me a sanity check and mark one under suffering violence. And that's, I think the marking that's just for might her. be... That's for both of you. Sorry, can you reset repeat that? if you hit a breaking point, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Um, roll a sanity check for ambushed by gunfire, Maya, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and mark in, violence, uh, suffering or... violence. Uh, where the it has adapted helplessness violence yeah. thing? Okay. Who I thought that was a crit fail for a second. I'm glad Still you didn't crit. Oh, I'm glad you Unless didn't. Unless you crit count fail. a 69 as a success. Hey, <laughs> always a 69 nope. as a success in my but all. Nope, but all. Nope, nope. nope, nope. <laughs> I failed. Okay, you both take one point of sanity damage. I keep failing. Those are rookie numbers. Now I'm getting there. Special operative, or special operator, Daniel Durgan. Make a contest. Is it a hot dog eating contest? Yes. <laughs> you ate 19 of them. Con times five. <laughs> yeah, it's a 19 under 60. Boy, that's good. Because that would have been a permanent injury. Ooh. That would have been kind of cool, though, to have a scar from the story. Permanent injury is more like you lose an eye, but you oh. definitely are going to have <laughs> scars. Well, you would have a scar from that, so... Ronnie's probably going to have a scar as well. But anyway, after about an hour, Dan, you come to on the couch of this dark cabin. I'm assuming at some point we did first aid too, so maybe before the hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, does somebody I, was wanna... gonna, I was going to be doing that, and I was going to... Uh, Can I help? Okay, looking... well, one thing I do want to say, I think we, I forgot to minus 20% when you did it on Ronnie, but you are very, very tired, so you have minus Can 20%. Can I help that? Sure, I'll give you back the twenty percent for Ronnie helping you. Also, would have succeeded even if I, I just kind of slap him every time I see him like nodding sure. off. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! Especially your he's his medical thing is him slapping him. Thirty and under you're slapping 60. him. Yeah. <laughs> Stimulate. Little change. Stimulate. Uh, so <laughs> as as I uh, see my now patient on the table. Um, this almost glazed look comes over Fred as he just it's it's the it's the training kicks in, you know, you don't have to think about it. It's one of those things that in your worst case scenario, which this basically has turned into, in your worst day, you can still do these things. So he's sitting there and he's just he checks one thing, he does another thing, he does two two it just looks like it's just a, a machine working essentially. Just a soulless robot trying to heal this man. But I did succeed. 30 under 60. Okay. Roll a d4. That is another 4. Okay. So Dan, nice. you're at 6. Dan, you come to, well, you're being patched up by Dr. Greenwood. Nose kind of bloodied. He's cleaning you up. Taking your blood pressure. Got you stabled. Feet elevated. Avoid shock. You're feeling like hell. And I come to you yelling, Yo, we can hurt it! We can hurt it! Uh, whoa. 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 Where'd everything go? It's gone. They're all gone. Ronnie? I Let's get some sleep. <laughs> oh, they're not gone. Oh. 
things are gone. <clears throat> but you'll be fine. Got y'all. Are up they at gone, least. Freddy? Who knows? Who knows if we're even one? But uh, we gotta find a way to rest in here. Uh, he'll just walk over to one of the chairs and just kind of sit down and lean back. I don't know what to do anymore. Maya is just like completely in tears, just like was really hanging on to for like everyone to be okay and for Dan to be okay and like really needed that in that moment. And so it's just completely emotional and like let's go. And it's just just completely covered in tears. I think uh, Ronnie starts digging into like one of the chests and pulling out pillows and blankets and tosses them over to Dan and Maya and then go tucks Freddy in a little bit. If you uh, if you come to touch uh, Freddy, he'll shy away from you, uh, like almost as an impulse. Um, not meaning to, but it's like a, a nervous twitch. She'll just kind of nod and drop the blanket in your lap. Thanks, Ronnie. I'm sorry. Just a little shooken up, is all. Get some rest, Freddy. You too. Uh, is Butch okay? Yeah, Butch is okay. Thank God. I was going to say, Dan looks down. His knuckles are completely white, and he's still got his revolver in his hand. Oh, shit. Let's holster it. Not off on one of these pillows. Ronnie then will head to like a chair by the window where she can see outside and just kind of watch outside but call Butch over and just kind of cuddles with Butch. Freddy is going to be sitting in the chair and I think throughout the rest of the night he'll maybe get four hours of sleep. He's he's going to be clutching his rifle and uh, you know just kind of he'll nod off for a little bit and then he'll wake up and look around. You, you'll notice that he does not like sitting still anymore. He's just a little bit of rocking at the very least. If he start, if he if he nods off and stays still, he'll shake and go back to rocking. Maya's sanity is really struggling, and so she finds a spot underneath like a table to make sure there's like structure around her, to make sure there's cover, just like. You know, any, like, earthquake training, anything like that. It's like you have something around you to protect you. Maybe you wouldn't see her at first if you someone were to come in. Like, that kind of thing. Like, just protection to feel covered. And she's going to try to, like, curl up under there and put the pillow in a blanket. Maya Oakley. Under this table, curled. In almost a fetal position. On the hardwood floor. Dan Durgan. Revolver may be back in its holster, maybe not, but I think that white-knuckled grip doesn't leave it. But every few minutes, a bit of a twitch hits you. As you've probably been electrocuted at least minimally before, but nothing like this. Dr. Greenwood rocking back in a chair and dozing off for 10-15 minutes, only to abruptly wake up. Rifle at the ready. And Ronnie curled up with Butch 
looking out the window and the camera pans from this window to this aerial view of the small town where that van once was is a smoldering pile of ash but several places are in fire around big timber in the distance racing down the highway are red and blue flashing lights of official emergency response news vans and the sun rises as you all fall asleep the rest of big timber wakes up to try to make sense of what happened thank you for joining us on our first delta green adventure the frequency <laughs> fucking work, Dan. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.